Your new year and my new year can be awesome. That is the title of today's message. Your new year can be awesome. It can be wonderful, marvelous, great. Whatever words we want to use. From Colossians chapter 1, we discover some important truths that can help all of us to have a wonderful year, even when things don't always go as we anticipate and plan. Let's read the the first few verses of Colossians chapter 1, where it says, This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. We are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. Let's just pause right there, right there. In part one of this message, uh, just recently, I I shared with you the following two very important truths as to how we can have a wonderful year, an awesome year. The first truth that I shared with us was believe, believe that God has a purpose for your life, or God has purposes. Those purposes can sometimes change at different stages in our lives. And in that first message, I talked about some of the ways in which you can discover what that purposes or purposes are for your life. Then we also said, try to develop and keep a few good friendships. Develop and keep a few good friendships. And I gave you some ideas as to how you can develop good friendships. If you didn't hear part one of Your New Year Can Be Awesome, I encourage you this week, I encourage you to go to our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene website and watch or listen to that message. I say that not because Pastor Nick presented the message, but because I believe the truths I shared in it were and are very helpful, very applicable to all of our lives. So now today, we come to part two. We come to part two. And here's the first truth that I want to invite you to focus on with me. Are you able to hear okay at the back of the balcony over there? Okay, thank you. All right. In order to have an awesome year, the first main truth I want to share with you today is this. Look for the best in people. Look for the best in people. And this truth comes to my mind from verse 2 of Colossians chapter 1, which says, 
It says, we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae. We are writing to God's holy people. Some Bible translations say, such as the King James Version, it says, to the saints, to the saints, all right, in Colossae, all right? The Greek word uh, is, can be translated holy or, or saints. Well, some of you might be thinking, how in the world, how in the world do you get, look for the best in people from that verse? From that verse, uh, we are writing to God's holy people. How do you get that? All right, here is how. Here is how. To be holy really means, or essentially has two important components. Component A is, means, to be set apart. To be set apart for God's use. Dedicated to the Lord. That's component A. Component B means to be inwardly pure. All right? Two important components. To be inwardly pure is the second very important component. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 2, when Paul said, we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, Paul knew he knew that, yes, many of the church people were set apart for the Lord's use, but Paul also knew that there were some, there were some who were, who were uh, committed to Jesus, but they still were certainly not pure on the inside. He knew that they were not cleaned up on the inside. Uh, how do we know that? Well, we know it because, for instance... In uh, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, it says this, Colossians 3 verse 5, so put to death, this is what he says to them, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You, you need to do these things, or you used to do these things when your life was still part of the world. But now, now is the time to get rid, get rid of rage and malice, behavior, slander and dirty language. Don't, don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature, he says. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So we see here, just a couple of chapters into the whole letter to Colossians, how Paul, Paul says, listen, there are a whole bunch of things in your lives 
that you need to get rid of. You need to, 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 be, to stop doing. He says, put on the new nature. Uh, the Apostle Paul not only uh, looked for the best in the people in Colossae, but he also looked for the best in people in other churches as, as well. For instance, when he wrote to the believers in Corinth, in Corinth, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, he began by saying, I always thank, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. So he speaks very positively like that, very beautifully about them. What is interesting about what he says is that the Apostle Paul knew he knew that unfortunately they actually tended to be, or there were a lot of boastful people in that congregation. They tended to, be, to, to cause divisions. Uh, he had to address the whole issue of people causing divisions in that local congregation. Uh, and also he addressed the fact that they were ignoring the poor. One writer says, Yet even in all their badness and their disrespect for Paul, he could see the Spirit working in them. He could see the good in them, and Paul enjoyed it. Now what I'm getting at is this. The Apostle Paul looked for the best in people. In Colossians 1, verse 2, when Paul says, We are writing to God's holy people, he knew he knew that they weren't all super saints. He knew that. He was looking for the best in the dear folks that he was writing to. And one of the truths that can help, that can help you and me, all of us, to have a better year, an awesome year, is to look for the best in each other. Some individuals... Some people, it seems, almost seem to look for the worst. Do you know some people like that? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't give me any names. Right? All right? Don't look for the worst. Look for the best. Parents, parents, look for the best in your children. Don't always point out what they won't do or don't do, notice and commend your children on their strengths and more and more they will rise. They will rise to that higher level. Amen? Husbands and wives, look for the best in your spouse. He or she probably isn't perfect, and neither are you, nor I, but give each other credit. Give each other credit. And as I speak those words, I have to give credit to my wife, Pastor Cindy, because every Christmas season, she, she is the one who uh, puts up our beautiful Christmas tree and the decorations and the lights and Cindy is the one who finds out what gifts our children and the grandchildren want. I'm always amazed. I seem to prepare the long list months in advance, by the way. 
But anyway, Cindy is the one who finds out whatever gifts they want. And she, and she is the one who exercises her gift of shopping. <laughs> right? So after Christmas, it's my wife who puts away the Christmas tree and the lights and the decorations. Uh, what about your house? Uh, how many of you women are usually the ones who do a lot of what I just spoke of? How many of you ladies? How many of you? Yes, put your hand up. Put your hand up. Yes, a lot of hands have just gone up. How many of you men? How many of you men tend to do, uh, well, at least some or a lot of what I just spoke? How many of you? Well, uh, thanks for making me look bad. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for making me look bad, guys. All right. Yes. Uh, men, if you want lessons on this kind of stuff, Anthony, would you raise your hand? Uh, you, you go see Anthony. He can probably give good lessons, okay? All right. Anyway, <clears throat> by the way, would you, would you give a hand to my wife for doing all these things? All right? All right? And some of you are thinking, Pastor Nick is trying to score brownie points with his wife. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> all right. Look for the best in people at your workplace, at school, at the grocery store, and in church, and in church. Amen? I read an excellent article on the topic of looking for the good in others by Dr. Edward Welch, who is a counselor and faculty member at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. And in that beautiful article, he says this. He says, he says number one, he says, Notice character qualities. He talked about looking for character qualities in, in, in people. Be eager, be eager to discover patience and self-control and humility, kindness, selfish, selfless acts, encouraging words, uh, attentiveness, courtesy, interest in justice and the marginalized. Look for the person who really carries out hard work, and shows, shows love. Notice, notice these character qualities. Um, how many of you are, are hockey fans? Can you just show me, show me your hands, would you? All two of you. <laughs> What's that, Cindy? How many of you are soccer fans? All three of you. <laughs> no, a few more. Anyway, anyway. All right, all right. Uh, starting on Boxing Day, well, by, what kind of sports fans are you anyway? I know you're not football fans. Oh, football, though, I mean, I'm talking, you know, that's the uh, American, you know, with a unique ball. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, okay, starting on Boxing Day, December 26, a major hockey tournament began in Moncton and Halifax called the World Junior Ice Hockey Championships. Okay, World Junior Ice Hockey Championship. 
How many of you watched at least a, a little bit of that tournament? How many of you? Oh, actually quite a few of you, okay. All right, so why did you say, why only two people put their hands up when I asked, are you a hockey fan? Anyway, a lot of you put hands up here. You, okay, so quite a few watched that hockey tournament. Well, uh, hockey players for that tournament have to be under 20 years of age to be allowed to play on their country's team. Uh, I, and I think 10 countries were involved. Is that correct? 10 countries. Now, the hockey players who played for their country are the best in their nation, and they're younger than 20 years of age. And that's why, that's why they didn't ask me to play for Team Canada. And besides, I'm busy pastoring, okay? Well, do any of you know, do any of you know <clears throat> who won the gold medal in the World Junior Ice Hockey Championship Tournament? Yes, that's right. We, Canadians, Canada won, all right? If you didn't know, our Canadian boys won. Yeah, all right, now we're talking. Okay, in fact, in fact, Team Canada won the championship two years in a row and was the first team, the first team to win back-to-back -back tournaments since 2009. It's very difficult to win this tournament. Now, I saw only, only uh, some minutes of a few of the games that were played, but what I saw was some of the best hockey I've ever seen in my life. I, I watched the overtime hockey period when Team Canada played Slovakia on Monday, January the 2nd. That's just this past Monday. At the end of the regular 60 minutes of play, the score was three to three, and they had to go into overtime, all right? So they went into overtime. In overtime, I watched a 17-year-old Team Canada player pick up the puck. He picked up the puck, I mean with his stick, and he stick-handled, he stick-handled the puck past and around three opponents who tried like crazy to stop him. This young man deked them out. He stick-handled that puck around three opponents, then he stick-handled the puck around the goalie, and he scored, he scored the winning goal for a Canadian victory of four to three. And the player's name is what? Connor, that's it, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Now that historic goal allowed Team Canada to play in the semifinals against the United States on Wednesday, January 4, and Canada beat the United States six to two, okay? But the best was yet to come. This meant that Team Canada 
could advance and play in the final game on Thursday, January 5, for gold medal against the country of Czechia. Okay? Uh, they spell that C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. So, on Thursday of this past week, our Team Canada boys went, off, went, went out against Czechia. And if you are really following this series, when they played that same team on Boxing Day, the very first game they played, they actually lost to that team. So, on this, on this gold, gettle, gold, what do you call it? Gold medal game, all three periods, after all three periods of play, Canada and Czechia were tied. They were tied two to two. And the teams went into a nail-biting overtime. And, and Canada scored, as you know, Canada scored the winning goal to win the gold medal three to two. And in, in all their games, in all their games, 17-year-old Connor Bernard was just fantastic. Um, I, said, I said to myself, Connor Bedard is the, is the next Gordie Howe or Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux or Eric Lindros, Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby. The, 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 the parts of the game that I saw of him, I thought, wow, this young man is just outstanding. In the tournament... In the tournament, Connor Bedard set new records, surpassing the records of previous great hockey players, such as the ones that I mentioned. All the professional sports commentators were, were talking about what a, what a fantastic hockey player Connor Bedard is, how he smashed all the previous records for the tournament, and if, if you asked, the professional hockey commentators, most, most of them would probably say that the reason Team Canada won was because of Connor Bedard's outstanding contribution to the team. He just made such an incredible contribution. He could not be ignored by any team. Now, here is why I told you all that. After Team Canada scored the winning goal and earned the gold medal in the middle of the celebration, a commentator or a reporter, one or the other, uh, stopped Connor Bedard and started to tell him. He started to tell him how great he was how many points he earned, how he set all these new world records, and just went on, he just went on before Connor could even say a word, he went on about how outstanding he as a player was, and then 17-year-old Connor Bedard stopped. He stopped the reporter in his tracks, and Connor said this to him. He said, no, 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 he says, I don't want to talk about myself. 
I don't want to talk about myself. I want to talk about our team. This was a team victory, he went on to say. In other words, Connor Bedard took the focus off of himself and on to the team. On to the team. What character quality did Connor display? I'd say humility. Humility. I'm sure he knew what a fantastic contribution he made to that win. But he didn't want all the, all the love and all the attention to be focused on him. He wanted to have it focused on the whole team. I will remember. I will remember 17-year-old Connor Bedard for his fast, for his fast, uh, fast skating and fantastic, incredible hockey skills. But I will remember him even more for his humility. Amen. Psalm 147 verse 6 says, The Lord lifts up the humble. That's one translation. Another translation says, New Living Translation, The Lord supports the humble. In other words, look for the best in people by noticing, noticing their beautiful qualities. Amen? To help you look for the best in people, also notice, notice gifts and talents. Notice gifts and talents. Everyone has strengths, and these strengths are good. They can be used selfishly, but they are also gifts from God that are expressed in the way we serve one another. So notice gifts and talents in the people around you. Notice also their pleasures and preferences, even even their hobbies. Notice, notice their hobbies and appreciate. It's amazing, some of you have so many different capabilities and hobbies that I would never have thought of, but you're so good at them. Notice also a person's spiritual vitality. Spiritual vitality, amen. Someone has said, we bring out the best in people, not with harsh words of criticism, but with words of grace and peace, seasoned with salt. We bring out the best with words of grace and peace. Sometimes, sometimes bringing out the best in a person um, includes or involves 
realizing that a person can do more, realizing that a person can do more than we think. I had a little example of this even just this past week with my little five-year-old granddaughter. On Monday of this past week, January the 2nd, I wanted to go over to see my dear mother and uh, wish her a happy and blessed new year and just see how she's doing and encourage her. And at the same time, I thought it would be nice if I would take at least a couple of our grandchildren. It's always been a, a concern of mine to try to have our grandchildren stay in touch with their great-grandmother, my mother. And so I asked my son Jeremy and his wife Kirby if I could take Everly, who is five, and their little boy, Paxton, who is three. I asked if I could take them with me to see my mother. And they fortunately said yes. So I took those two uh, little ones with me, knowing that my mother would be delighted to see them. And my mother is always thrilled to interact with our grandchildren. So after we were visiting uh, in the living room there with my mother, at one point, my mother, my mother said to Everly, uh, and by the way, by the way, our, our, our granddaughter calls her Baba, Baba. So uh, I told her, we're going to see Baba. And she was happy about that. So during this visit, at one point, Baba says, Everly, what did, what did Baba give you? What did Baba give you for a Christmas present? And I thought to myself, oh, Mother, I, I wish you hadn't asked her that because it's a week since Christmas. Uh, she's five years old. How is she going to remember what you gave her a week ago? You know, I just thought, I thought she... Um, she was given gifts from Cindy and me. And she received gifts from her other grandparents and, of course, from her parents. And so here Baba is saying, Everly, what did Baba give you? And I thought, oh, this, she's not going to remember. So Baba asked for a second time, what, what did Baba give you for Christmas? To my total surprise, that little girl looked at Baba and she said, Baba, you gave me $50. You gave me $50. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know that, that that's what my mother had done. I don't even know if Cindy knew. Uh, and, and I thought, my oh my. I never thought this little five-year-old girl would remember that her Baba gave her a $50 bill. It just was a reminder to me that um, we need to realize that many times a person can do more than we think they can. 
person can do more than we realize or aware of. And that sometimes can be a part of looking for the best in a dear person. You know what? I believe the Lord looks for the best in you and in me, in all of us. He, uh, he knows us better than anyone knows us, right? And he still shows a lot of patience and kindness and goodness towards us. And we ought to be inspired, inspired by the Lord to do likewise with one another in this new year of 2023. To look for the best in each other wherever, wherever we are and whoever we are dealing with. Amen? Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are thankful. We're thankful to know that by looking for the best in each other, we can have a much greater year. Thank you, Lord, for looking for the best in us as individuals. You see all of our weaknesses. You see all of our shortcomings. You see, <clears throat> you see how we aren't always, we aren't always what we should be. We aren't always what, doing what we should be doing. And yet, you show an incredible amount of patience and kindness and love and goodness towards us. Help each one of us to do the same with each other to do the same with those in our families, those that we work with or go to school with, those dear folks that we bump into in the shopping centers, in the grocery stores, and at church. Lord, inspire us to look for the best in each other and also and also to realize that so often a person can do more, more than we think, whether it's a five-year-old child or a grown-up adult. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand, my friends, and let us sing with our wonderful musicians this beautiful song. And as we sing, if any of you have a desire to come to pray at the altar, you can come kneeling or standing on one side or the other. You can come and, and say, Lord, thank you for looking for the best in me. And Lord, empower me to do likewise with all the people in my life in this new year.
And some of you, some of you maybe as yet have not, have not taken that very important step of putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And this can be the day when you repent of your sins, when you ask God to forgive you, when you ask the Lord to come into your heart, into your life, and say, Lord, on this second Sunday of January 2023, I choose, I decide to give my heart and my life to you. I dedicate my life to you. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the ways in which you will help me and guide me throughout this year. So if you wish to come to pray for whatever it is, you feel free to come as we sing. God bless you.